When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Betty, calls on Dwayne's World shortly. Just confirming Darcy Moore will be on the station a little bit later on after the press conference at Collingwood. He has been announced as Collingwood's next captain, so captain in the club that his father captained in the 80s. And speaking of history, Cole Hutchison, long-time AFL and Geelong historian, has been good enough to join me for a chat off the back of well, a story that's been bubbling for probably a decade now, if not more. Colin Carter, AFL commissioner, Geelong president, has been pushing for quite a while to add, I think it's 27 years of VFA football that preceded the VFL, which became the AFL, to add to AFL records. Uh, VFL formed way back in 1897, but most know that 1870 was probably uh, essentially the first season of competition football, if you like, but Cole Hutchinson can tell me more about it because he has done a lot of research into this area. Carlton, 16 premierships now, would have six added and be outright premiership leader with 22. Essendon would have four added to their 16 and have 20, and Geelong would have seven added to their 10 and have 17. I think Collingwood would get an extra one, Melbourne an extra three, and South Melbourne, Sydney an extra five. Cole, great to have you on the program. Long time since we've spoken, so... uh, Hope you're well, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Dwayne. Yes, it's great to speak to you too. It's uh, it's a beautiful game we've got, Cole, and you've been studying it for a long, long time and seen a lot of games. Uh, can I first ask you how you're watching this evolution of our game at the moment? Uh, yes, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we went through, I thought, a flat spot uh, seven or eight years ago, but um, I think the evolution since has been really positive. Uh, we, we've seen some great... Um, um, play on football, and um, I'm really pleased with the way it's shaping up. And uh, how many games in a row did you watch of Geelong? Did you go to and watch live of Geelong when you had that run going? Uh, from memory, I think it was 1,294. <laughs> That's a record <laughs> in itself. <laughs> it is. So, do you think Colin Carter's suggestion uh, will get up? Do you think the AFL... We'll rub a stamp it and add, I think it is, is it 27 years of VFA that preceded the VFL? Yes, it is 27. No, I can't see it getting up uh, because, um, uh, in my opinion, the the VFL was a breakaway group from the VFA. Uh, There was no link between the two. Um, A key element there was that the VFA administrators didn't continue to become the first VFL key administrators. It was just a brand new set of people. And uh, as you would know, the VFA continued operating anyway, right through for the next um, 100 years or so. So uh, I certainly agree with Colin in better acknowledging that history before 1897, but not to treat it as the same competition as uh, we have currently with the AFL, previously the VFL. So between those, well, between 1870 and 1897, give us a rundown of who was playing and what the competition was like and, and how the rivalry, I suppose, was between the two competitions. Well, uh, from 1870 to 76 was when 
there was, uh, football became really popular and quite a few clubs had been formed over that period of time and started competing against each other. But there was no central body as such uh, to administer the um, the competition. So it was just um, clubs arranging their own um, fixtures for the season and uh, the papers went along and published um, progressive scores and ladders and um, so on. And when you look through the list of premiership uh, winners from 1870 to 1876, you'll see that just three clubs feature, Melbourne, Carlton and South Yarra. And uh, that was simply because those three clubs and then um, progressively a couple of others agreed to have a sort of a mini competition among themselves and the team with the greatest success would be um, acknowledged as the best team of the season. And then by 1877, the central body, the VFA, was officially formed and we had um, a sort of an administration as we would imagine uh, when we compare it with today's. And then um, the code became more and more popular from 1877 through to the late 1890s. Uh, but there were two, two um, categories of clubs that were competing. So there were up to um, 18 or so clubs competing in the VFA at the same time. And um, so the, the top 10 were the ones who attracted the big crowds and had most of the success. And then you had um, some of the um, more um, uh, run-of-the-mill clubs and the more powerful clubs decided that they didn't want to share the gate takings equally with um, the remaining clubs. So that was one of the reasons why the breakaway VFL was formed in 1897. So that included what Geelong, Essendon, Melbourne, Collingwood, South Melbourne, Fitzroy, Carlton and St Kilda in that first season uh, in 1897. And, well, you can tell me whether... It was there. There was a different competition. There was almost like a Geelong competition with Geelong rules. Didn't they form their own competition with their own rules for a while as well as you know this this embryonic stage of the game was being developed post Tom Wills coming back from from rugby school. Yes, it was. There was what was referred to as a Challenge Cup, where um, clubs in the Ballarat, Geelong, Western District region. Uh, competed uh, to be the um, best-performed club each season, and uh, that was shared around. And there were also Challenge Cups in the Melbourne metropolitan area as well. So it's, interest, it's interesting that uh, the South Australian Football Association was formed a week before the VFA. So, um, it, it, um, say the current Sandful can claim to be slightly older than the VFA. You're going to upset some people there by uh, confirming that, but uh, they'll love it over there in <laughs> South Australia hearing that. So, while I've got you talking history, Colin, talk me through how it all happened. So, in what, 1858, Tom Wills writes this letter to the local newspaper Bell's Life in Victoria suggesting a, a football game idea for cricket's off season. There, there. There is thought that Tom Wills, well, we know that he grew up watching Indigenous uh, play games, including Marn Grook. We also know that, you know, he was born in 1835, Tom Wills, and was sent to rugby school in England in 1850, came back here in 1856. So how, how in your eyes, because a lot of historians, including yourself, Geoffrey Blaney, have talked about it, written about it, 
How did the game in Tom Wills' mind evolve? Did it come from rugby school? Did it come from Marnbrook? Did it come from both? In my opinion, it came from both. Even though there's no documentary evidence with the link of Marnbrook and Australian football, uh, there are certainly um, elements of Marnbrook that are that are um, utilised in Australian football. And one interesting aspect in one of the Aboriginal dialects in the Grampians area where Tom Wells' family lived, the word mark means catch. So uh, I think that's quite an interesting link. But Tom certainly came back from the rugby school uh, with um, elements of what was going to be the code of, of rugby or rugby union um, when he returned to Australia and some of those elements were used in footy, but he uh, chose not to use elements where, um, say, some of the um, actions in rugby were considered to be fairly dangerous. Uh, so um, Wills and uh, a group of others who put the initial rules together um, made sure that they took that into account. So there were versions of football, rugby, Gaelic, etc., predating Wills' idea being played around Australia, including other states outside of Victoria. Is that correct? Yes, it is. But Australian football is definitely the oldest in terms of having a uniform set of rules for all people who played it. Uh, so that was, um, that was developed in the um, late 1850s, early 1860s, uh, some years before... Rugby had its own codified rules and before soccer and um, Gaelic football for that matter as well. You've read a lot of old newspapers as well looking for stats going way back to try and work out who played what games and uh, you know how, <laughs> what was documented back then. How tough a search has it been for you, Cole, to drag through all of those old newspaper cuttings to try and ascertain a real version of what happened based on what was written about it, if you can trust that? Yes, well, certainly the Geelong Advertiser has been a really good source of information. They've always covered football in in great detail, particularly relating to Geelong Footy Club. And there was a sister news, or not a sister, but an opposition new, daily newspaper called the Geelong um, uh, Times, which operated at the same time and also gave a good coverage. So what they tended to do... Uh, when matches were coming up, usually in Friday's edition, they would publish a squad of players from which the team would be selected the next day. So, and that squad usually was about 21 to 22 players. So we had a pretty good idea of, um, from a Geelong point of view, how many matches each player um, uh, participated for Geelong. Uh, with some of the other clubs, particularly in the metropolitan area, the coverage wasn't always as thorough as that. So there were estimates on how many matches were played by players. And uh, there's been, I've heard recent accusations that um, uh, Paul McCartney uh, can rewrite a bit of Beatles history because he's one of the only two remaining. So if he chooses to speak now, he can give us his version of events. And it might have changed slightly over time. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But um, do we have the right look back at history? Do, are we giving Tom Wills the right amount of credit or too much credit? The, Harrison was in part of the rules formation as well. Where are we with our accurate reporting of history as it is now, given that, Cole, so much has been written, but you've continued to do research even in the last decade or so, so deeply? 
Yes, an interesting question. I think we'd probably sum up Tom as being a highly talented sportsman, particularly uh, initially cricketer. He was regarded as one of the best cricketers in the colony and, um, and of course, football. And um, obviously he was um, involved in athletics as well. Uh, but, and I think this is probably um, due to his period at the rugby school, at one stage during his time over there, the drinking water was polluted and the school authorities were worried that the boys might um, contract typhoid or some other illness with the um, polluted water. So they um, provided beer for them to drink, and uh, which is rather an unusual move. But it, um, it's, uh, at least, I guess, there no bacteria to bother them at that stage. Uh, so Tom eventually became an alcoholic and uh, often wasn't reliable with his decision-making and uh, uh, employment and that sort of thing. So uh, he sort of went off the tracks a fair bit and was rather unreliable. But he certainly had some very good ideas and... Um, uh, say in his 20s, he, he was much clearer thinking than what he was later on. Cole, it's fascinating to me. I love this discussion, so I appreciate you jumping on. We've talked about it before, but uh, great to get your thoughts on what Colin Carter's trying to do, what the AFL is considering that pre-VFL time frame that uh, a lot of texts have come through suggesting you've got a spot on as well. So um, it's no surprise to me you've got a spot on. Great to have you, Cole. Good to pick your brain and it's even greater to hear you in pretty good health. Uh, we'll talk soon. Good on you. Thanks, Brian. Cole Hutchison, long-time AFL and Geelong historian for a McCafe coffee catch-up. The deluxe iced coffee range from McCafe. Head to a drive through for the deluxe iced coffee range from McCafe. It's real coffee, real deluxe. Stick around. Plenty of footy still to come. Kyle Langford to join us after the break.